Attention, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, scientists and brains of all ages. It is time once again for Blastro Podcast. <laughs> and now broadcasting directly from the pod chamber, that man of science, Dottore. <laughs> Episode 8 of Blastro Podcast! Of course it is! You idiots! I'm kidding. Oh, hmm. I didn't like the way this is starting. Andy! Oh, yes. Ladies, gentlemen, and others, welcome to Episode 8 of Blastro Podcast! Am I doing the intro now, or are we going straight into it? I thought you were doing the intro. I'm gonna... Cut! We can jump right into it. I'm going to the internet! <laughs> Here we go. Take two. Gluten bro. Take three. Gluten Morgan, Academies and Scholastrobats. It's a me, Dottore, man of science! Back again to captain my scholarship through your ear canal, filling it with fair winds and scientific scuttlebutt. Well, listeners, it's a new year, 2013. I personally have made a new year's revolution to stop being polite and start getting veal. Have you also made a resolution? I hope so. And I hope it is to listen to Blaster Podcast with furious devotion. Because this year, we are puffing up with beefy content so sonically succulent that your mind will extubriantly flounce against the inferior of your skull walls. <laughs> yes, 2013 will be a big, big year for Blaster Podcast. We've already kicked it off with the first installment of my Directore's Commentore Podio series. A sweet, sweet overdub of the film Jurassic Park. Finally, devout Blaster Apostles can hear what Dottore thinks about movies that they already know and love. Love. Was there a demand for something like this, you might ask yourself, and therefore me? Who knows? But the supply has begun and cannot be unbegun. So there. All right, Darlenes, strap yourselves in, crank up your vol knobs, and prepare for episode eight of Blaster... What is it called again? Blaster Podcast. Blaster Podcast! <laughs> Joining me here in the pod chambre is my good friend and nemesis, Andy North. Andy, how are you? I'm good, Dottore. Thank you for having me. I'm good, Dottore. Oh, no, I mean, I'm doing well, thank you. I'm doing well as well, Andy. Welcome to to the show. Thank you. Andy, uh, I look at you and I see a younger version of an older you. Andy, welcome to Blaster Podcast. Today's episode is all about sleep. Mm -hmm. The science thereof. Mm -hmm. But before we get into sleep, let's get into you. Okay. (laughs) Andy, you're doing well. Yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm a little bit sleep deprived right now. Why? Oh, it's just busy, you know. Work. I'm sure you understand. Being I, up late. I work. I have a job. You said that very defensively. I, I, I'm not. I have a job. I'm sure you're working in your pot chamber until late at night, yes, right? Yes, and I also do science as well. Oh, what are you doing in the? I thought you were doing science in the pod chamber. Uh, may I in the pod chamber and also at large. Okay. Okay. Fine. Great. We're all fine here. Andy, tell me about what's keeping you awake at night, bro. 
Uh, well, for fun, I do uh, shows at night performances, so we are opening a new show this week, so I've been up late preparing for it. You open a shows? Yes! What of kind? <laughs> well, it's like a game show, uh, Dottori. What? Yeah, so we do a live game show, we bring people up, and they do challenges and things. It's a lot of fun. Is it like Dumbledore? 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 Dumbledore, I'm sorry. Yes, it's like, it's like Double Dare, but it's not really like Dumbledore at all. Nope. Not yet. It's legally distinct from that character. <laughs> That's right. So um, you... Okay, uh, when you say you do the shows, do you mean you are the uh, Mark Solmers, so to speak, of the shows, hosting them? Or are you an acting participant in them? Sure. Well, we have a, a group of people that does the show, so sometimes I'm the host and sometimes I get to be one of the characters in the show that the players meet. And fight sometimes. Fight with you? Yeah, and then we get to hit him with foam swords and things. It's a lot of fun. Oh, foam. So it's a foam fight. Oh, yeah. So, Andy, you do live game shows in the city of Chicago? Yes, game shows in Chicago, yep. That mm -hmm. is, you know, uh, to my listeners... I also do do live James shows. What's a do-do live? Why would you do-do live on James' show? Oh, is it that kind of show? I've lost the thread. I don't know anymore. Okay, Andy... You do live game shows. Yes. So, uh, normally when a human looks at a game show, it's on the TV. Right. But this is live. Yes, it's in person. Uh, so anybody who wants to can be involved, but nobody has to. Like the price is rot. Exactly. Can people just get involved in the price is rot? Uh, well, all things rot eventually. I have found this out through the process of exogenesis. Yeah, I saw your experiments on the way in. Yes, my Jackamantis is just sludge. Is that what that was? Ah. Andy, game shows. Mm -hmm. You do a live game show, and the people who come to it can be in it. Yes, we don't force anybody to be a participant in the show. But if you would like to, we find a use for people. Sometimes <laughs> That we'll... sounds malevolent. <laughs> We don't worry. We have a use for everybody. We have a way of making them squawk. Absolutely. Well, we'll have people, you know, we have one main person who's the player, who's the hero of the story, and then if other people want to get involved, we need people to play on the other side, so we'll have them play villains or or bad guys that the player has to fight or overcome to get past. This sounds like, okay, if you could do Legions of the Hidden Trumple before live audience and have the audience be the... The Golden Monkeys and the evil Aztec Guards. Absolutely. That's a great way of thinking about Thank it. Thank you. I'm good at summarizing things. But uh, nobody has to perform or anything like that if they don't want to. Uh, that's what we've got the actors for. And they're all trained up. You have trained actees. Absolutely. That's good. They respond to the clink of a bell. <laughs> they start your, salivating. Your bell might need <laughs> some servicing if it's making a clink sound. We don't have that kind of money. Okay. Uh, well... Uh, Andy, I'm Dottore. You are. Welcome to the pod chamber. You man of games. You are a fun boy. Thank you. You have fun times, but sometimes they keep you up from sleep. That's true. Today we're going to be delving all into sleep. Now, Andy, when I contacted you via the interlibrary loan, I said, Hey, Bug Bug Bugsy, how'd you like to be on my show? You said... Okay! And I said, we're going to talk about science. What science catches your whimsy? Mm -hmm. And you said, sleep, of course. Well, because you called me in the middle of the night. Yep. 
so I was kind of being sarcastic, but I'd still love to talk about it. Oh, so you were really just saying you wanted to sleep? Yeah, well, I was trying to get you off the phone. You'd been telling me about a lot of your problems at that point. Yeah. Oh, my Andy, I thought we were buds. I thought you were my confidant. Yeah, absolutely. You can call me during the day, though. We can talk about anything that you want. I don't know, because isn't when after you... nine I get free minutes? Do you get free minutes after nine? Eh, that's what my uh, Planned Parent program, <laughs> my Planned Parent cell deal said. Do you get your phones at Planned Parenthood? Yeah. That must be why you get such terrible deals from them. Uh, yes. But they're very powerful phones. Yes. <laughs> That's right. They're very strong. Keep going. Yep. And they irradiate my brain. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. They're called an EUD. No. Uh-huh. Nope. Uh-huh. That can't be true, is it? It's an ear unication device to help me unicate with my fellow earlings. Do you have to put it in, like, all the way up in your ear and it I, just stays there? I do not talk about matters <laughs> of what I insert into my... Beautiful frame with the internet, Andy. This is going. This show is going out to all ends of the world. Like where? Where's the furthest this goes out to? Uh, Maine. Oh, Bangor, Maine. Still though, that's pretty exotic. Yeah. It lives there. It. It, the clown that lives in the sewer from Stephen King. Doesn't he live in Bangor, Maine? What clown that lives in the sewer? Um, just a guy I knew. Oh. Back in high school. Was he good with his money? No, he wasn't. Oh, Pennywise. Yes, no, he was He was Pennywise, but he was pound foolish. Which is all right if he lived in Maine, because we don't use the pound system in the U.S. That's anymore. Right. Now that we've kicked out old King Joe. He's a merry old crow, was he? He called for his crowd, and he called for his cod, and then he saw number three come out. You don't want to see number three come out, Andy. Andy, you can laugh. Let's go back then, okay. I'm um, going to do it. He called for his king and he called for his king. <laughs> oh. Finally. <laughs> Quantifiable form of success. Oh, boy. Andy. That is good. So, okay, in your free tomb, you like to make game shows? Yep. What else do you like to do for fun? Oh, boy. Um, I am a big fan of, like, playing games of all kinds, and also I like to eat ice cream. Well, who doesn't like to play games? But talk more about this ice cream. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a thing. You can get it in kind of like any flavor that you want. Any? Yeah. Name a flavor. Yorange? Yes. Oh. I had a yorange uh, cone, uh, waffle cone sugar? last night. Yeah. You know, Andy, okay, this is our, okay, noise is off, all silliness aside. Sure. I did think that the word sherbet was actually sherbert with an art. That's kind of the American pronunciation of it, but it's sherbet. We put the R in there. It's not in the word. No, it isn't. What the hell? Well, it's it's another... That's Maine again, isn't it? That New England accent. All right, here they we go. They got the name sherbet. Don't get me started on Maine. Some of Andy North's famous anti-Maine rhetoric. Well, listen. They're sitting up there uh -huh. on just the tip of the country, mm -hmm. living the life of Riley, living off the government... Eating sherbet all day, just yeah. riding on dolphins. You know, okay, so I, okay, I didn't want to get into this, but I work with a woman from Maine. I bet you do. Yep. And, uh, Does I... Does she steal a lot? She steals a lot. And I said, she got a new car. And I said, how could you get a new car? She said, you need to get yourself another fishing license, because the government will give you free money. She's, have, she's had her fifth 
fishing license, and she's only 24 years old. Oh, God. Yeah. So she's just a sponge. She's just a sponge. Yes, in many ways. She's up there. She's poaching, probably. Poaching, yes. That. Yeah. When's the last time you've seen a bull elephant in Maine? Never. Never, because That's the whole it is thing. a hivory poachers. I was joking earlier about there being dolphins up there, but you will honestly go up to Maine today that you will not find a dolphin up there. Well, dolphins have luxurious tusks. <laughs> you, we need <laughs> tusks to make our pianos. Excuse me? Our pianos. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, am I pronouncing this wrong? No, I just heard... A pianjo. Play us a song on Piandro, young friar. Sing us a song tonight. Yeah, we all know this one. Mm-hmm. Bob Jode. Bob Jode, the tusks of the dolphin. Yes. And in you like ice cream. I do. But that's a dry socket. Tell me about your gaming life. Uh, well, do you like board games, Dottore? What is a board? Have you ever played Monopoly? Uh, no. Or Connect Four? I have connected four things. Like what? What were they? I connected me, mm -hmm. my friend AJ. Sure. I connected to us a hemp bracelet. A single hemp bracelet between the two of you? Yeah, it was a long bracelet. This was the 1990s. Oh, sure, when everybody was wearing those. We were wearing hemp bracelets, and the bracelet was pockmarked with seashells. Seashells. Mm -hmm. Seashells, seashores. And we had connected that to a little dog that we were walking. Connect four. So you and your friend AJ would just be out walking a dog together with a single friendship, sharing a friendship bracelet? It's not a friendship bracelet! Oh, what kind of bracelet was it? It's a very manful hemp bracelet. Oh, I believe it. We love Mother Earth, a.k.a. Gaia. Mm-hmm. But we don't love anyone pretending that we're friends with each other. We're too rugged for that. Oh, absolutely. We're like, oh, all right, I'll walk this dog or this guy, but we really like each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're in, like, one long scarf together. Yeah, we'll wear a unis-scarf. Just kind of like giggling and slapping each other just to show. Yeah, well, I don't feel the slaps. Number one, because of my nerve damage. And number two, because of my huge pawns. Your what? My huge pawns. <laughs> is my... that a part of your body? Uh-huh. My pawns is the outer... Point to it. Point to it. Okay. It's the outermost... Oh. Yep. Okay, I'm sorry. You listeners at home cannot see this, but I am lifting part of my scholarly robes to reveal my pawns. I thought that was part of the couch. Oh, no. Oh. Yep. It ripples. Yeah. It hasn't honestly stopped rippling since we got into this room. Well, it's cold in here. Although the hissing noise you might hear at home is the sound of my steam radiators. Working hard so you don't have to keep me warm. I like that. What do you like? I like the everything around you, all the steam coming out of stuff. Oh, it's kind of steampunk here in this pod chamber. There's a little layer of moisture over everything. Uh-huh. It's great. We call it a Bose-Einstein condensate. Do you? Nope. Oh. Andy! You are a man. You are a gamesmith. Yep. You do live games, but you also like board games. Absolutely. So what's up with that? Well, How I wanted to talk to you about board games, but then you said that you'd never played one. Well, I needed to get over that basic knowledge. I now I'm an expert at it. A board game is a game that happens on board time. Absolutely. How'd you get into it, man? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I think it's like so many things. We played, my family played a lot of board games growing up, and it just became something that I liked from that, because I associated it with fun times with friends. Mm. And games are a good way to get to know other people, because you either have to cooperate with them, or maybe... Go head-to-head you know, head in versus mode. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can really get to know a lot about a person when you're like apples to apples against them. Get to know somebody really quick. But there are no stakes. After the game is done, then you can be best friends again. Are there no stakes because you ate the stakes? 
Yeah. They could go with it apples to apples. That is one of my favorite games is who can eat the steak fastest. Oh, I'm good at that game. I believe it. It's a high stakes game because I throw them high in the air so no one else can get them. And before they hit the ground, I jump up there like some sort of a frenzied leprechaun NBA player and then I eat it. Um, is that why there has been meat falling from the ceiling? Oh, yeah. Sorry. The condensation's making some of this ham drop loose. Ham drop loose. That's my second favorite game. Ham drop loose. Mm -hmm. Everybody ham drop loose. Get loose. Check out my porky juice. Do -do. Please do. don't freeze. Do -do. Follow the ham on my knees. See, I don't want the ham to freeze to the ceiling because it is wintertime. It's January, Jan Jandy. Jandy North. You're right about it. So you play games. Yep. Today we're talking about sleep. Oh, that's right. We are talking about sleep. Yes, I ask you why you chose sleep. Your reason? Because I was waking you up in the middle of your sleep. Absolutely. But you're committed. You have signed a non-negotiable contract. And now we make sleep talk. Well, and it's something that everybody cares about, right? Tuesday. And some like 75% of Americans are like sleep deprived, medically sleep deprived. Oh. That means you're getting less than your uh, accepted amount of sleep. What country do you suppose in the United States? Saudi Arabia. They get the most sleep? Probably. Because it's so hot? I think so. You know, and it's like a nice puddle of sand to lay in. A puddle of sand? Yeah. Sand does not come in a puddle. Not in America, it doesn't. But Saudi Arabia, they can afford that nice sand. Oh! So you just get down in it. The uh, non-Newtonian sand, mm -hmm. that's a liquid until you punch it and then it turns into a sand? Yes, it's a colloid sand. Do you remember Sandman from Spider-Man 3? Yeah, the guy from Wings? Yeah, the guy from Wings. And Tales from the Crumped, Demon Knight. I didn't see that one. Oh. That's oh. Billy Zane. That's the only good one. Billy Zane was in that one. Have you ever met a demon knight in real life? A demon knight? Yeah. Nope. But I hear demon knights are going to be a part of your big, big game show that you're doing. That's a prop. Sure. Almost we'll do that. true. <laughs> That's the fun part is that if we want to do a show about demon knights, we can. It's a game, so we just did... <laughs> life is but a game to you. Precisely. But you know what isn't precise, Andy? Sleep. That's right. And so, to unravel the mysteries of sleep, we have to delve deep into your inner brain. But before I can crack the soft outer membrane of your inner brain, I need to massage it with harsh questions. So Andy North, prepare yourself for the episode 8 Andy North All About Sleep Lightning Round Review! Brought to you by the all-new 2013 line of Pritos products. Indulge your saliva with Pritos new dessert-flavored chips. Now available in honeyed bunion and sweet Texas moss. Pritos, we're swollen with flavor. Andy, yeah. it is time for the lightning round review, Boogala. Are you prepared to answer lightning round questions? I am, Dottore. Okay, I, I am Dottore. I am Dottore. I'm sorry, I'm prepared. Okay. <clears throat> Prepare, Andy yourself, for question number one. Question number one. An instrument that measures the electrocule potential on the human scalp to generate a record of brain activity is called an electroencephalogram? Electroencephalogram. Correct! That was the question? Question number two. The music band R.E.M. gets its name... From what stage of sleep that I cannot have because I'm still frightened of the movie Ringu? Uh, from, uh, I think it's called Ario Speedwagon. Correct! 
Question number three! Why am I allowed to sleep with a bed, but not with a mammal? Can you repeat the question? <clears throat> question number three. Why am I allowed? Question number three. Why am I allowed to sleep with a bed, but not with a mammal? I think you are allowed to sleep with a mammal. You can sleep with like a dog if you want. Really? Yeah, no one's gonna tell you not to. Why am I wasting my time with the bot chamber? I need to go get a dog immediately! Can we finish this up first? Yeah, okay, we'll just wrap this up. Okay. okay. Question number four! If Freddy Prince Krueger kills a sleeping Irishman, can he still have a wake? Yes. Correct! Andy North, you have corrected all of the questions! So you have earned yourself a needle full of ATP molecules, which can be exchanged at the end of the episode for a full night's sleep or a long day's journey into night. Thank you very much, Satori. I'm, I'm very excited about that. Good! Well, no, why are you making that face? I didn't... <laughs> Tori, you were having that dream again. The dream again? Where I turn into the onion, and then Shrek peels me to learn a life lesson about the world. Andy, it is hard being so smart! It's alright. You're here now. You're back. I'm here. I'm not a heron. You're safe. I'm a safe man. I just want to peel you! Ah! Tori! Tori, uh, wake uh, up! Uh, wake uh, up! Uh, you were having that dream again. Shrek, I had a dream that Andy wanted to peel me! That wasn't a dream. Ah! Ah! Tori! Yes! Uh, it's me, Tori. Andy, wake up. You're uh, having a nightmare. I'm sorry. I was having that dream again. What dream again? Uh, I don't remember. Was it the one where I got the paleo? Ah! That's enough of that. Andy! Andy North? Yep. Look at me in the eye. Look at me in the mouth. Ah! Welcome! Hey! Andy, we're gonna talk about the science of sleep. First of all, Andy, all of our listeners are dying to know, what is sleep? Well, sleep is when you're basically a conscious being's conscious mind shuts down. They voluntarily give up control of their bodies in order to recuperate, to clear out uh, mental uh, rubbish, is maybe a good way to think about it. Mental... Are you alright? Rub. You're <laughs> stroking that harpoon. Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> I was thinking about the whale that got away. Oh, okay. The Curiosity Rover. Andy, when curious beings mm -hmm. go into a state of uncuriousness, we call that sleep. Yes. Okay. That's a great way to think about it. When they, okay, <clears throat> and they, uh, they do, they do this to help their bodies. Heal themselves? Yes, a lot of, um, and sleep is something that still isn't very well understood, and most of what we understand about sleep comes from about the last 20 years of research. But a lot of, um, many of the hypotheses, hypotheses around sleep, um, hypothesize that it is mostly used for, uh, as a time for getting rid of things that your body and your mind don't need. So, for example, if you're learning a new skill, uh, like you're learning how to play the violin, for example. 
Okay. And I mean you. I've seen you learning how to play the violin. Yes, I do stand atop the pod chamber late at night, playing my melophorous tunes to the baleful moon. Absolutely. It is uh, driven by my ghost-like knowledge of the ancient violinists. Yes. Where did you steal that knowledge from? I read a book. Oh, great. Yep. Anyway, uh, so you may have noticed that uh, there re you reach a certain point in the day when you sort of stop improving in your practice. You kind of top out each day. But then if you get a good night's sleep, the next day you start off and you might be a little bit better even than you were when you left off the night before. But that's not because you've learned anything in your sleep, but your brain has cleared away all of the mistakes and all the experiences that you don't need in order to learn the violin. Oh. So you're getting rid of the clutter that you accumulate throughout the day. And that's with hormones too. Your body gets stress hormones in it throughout the day. Um, oh yeah. <clears throat> when I wake up in the morning and the clock it starts to yawn, I feel like I'm not going to make it on time. Mm -hmm. Then I get myself a look and I put a book on my duck and I screech out of the the podkit chamber to sure. see the bus roll by. But it's alright because <clears throat> I'm saved by Jesus. And he makes my stress hormones go away. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what he's for. Um, so, over the course of that's the day... That's what he's for! Oh, yeah. Ugh. I th we can talk about that, too. You want to forget about this sleep stuff? Let's talk about... Jesus? Just religion in general, but we can focus on Christianity. Andy, we're going to have to do a whole other pod chamber All episode. Right. Next time. Okay. Um, but yes, so it, your body then physically will do things like flush out stress hormones. It will get rid of things which are helpful during the day. Things like adrenaline that when they fill your body are useful. They help your muscles uh, accomplish more. Don't believe in muscles. Don't you? Nope. I've noticed that you don't seem to have too much tone. Nope. I have a very, very light frame skeleton. Deep inside my layers of manful gelatin. Do you think that you can't put on muscle tissue or have you just not tried? I just don't need to. Sure. I'm above it. You do have that hovering chair, which I want. Uh-huh. Yep. Too bad. Sharper image. I mean, sharper rummage. <laughs> sharper image is, it just sells junk. Sharper rummage? They sell great things. Is that a store or is that where you go to the sharper images alleyway and take stuff from their dumpster? That's not a store? I don't think so. I thought it was like an elite store for members only. Is there a sign that says anything? There's anything? a lock on it. It also says, do not play. Oh, well, that does sound pretty exclusive. Yeah, do not play inside. I, you're not allowed to play inside of a, you know. Tell me the truth, though. What? Have you played inside there? Of course. I knew it. Yeah, I play everywhere I go. I'm a gamester. I like that about you. Thank you. You know, I'm doing a live James. Oh, really? Yeah. What's he like? <laughs> James? He's okay, but his doo-doo show is off the hook. Bandy. We have established what sleep is. Yep. And why we sleep is to clear the clutter mm -hmm. and to reunite our cells. Absolutely. To help heal us and make us better at violin. But let me ask you this, my friend. Okay. Sometimes, uh, get smart is on. I don't want to go to sleep. No. I want to watch Maxwell Shart do all sorts of funny spy games. Maxwell Shart? Yeah. I don't think that was his name. That's what it is on my box. Oh, okay. I have a special chip that enhances television. It puts us in the fourth dimension. Sounds neat. Yeah! I call it Televerman. Televerman that I told you that. And he'll give you a discount on cheese and plagiarism. Andy, 
We all sleep, but what happens if we don't sleep? Uh, well, it depends. Um, in the short term, the you're going to be less alert. You're going to have trouble focusing on things. What? Those, exactly. What? Those hormones that we were talking about earlier, they're going to build up in your body. So, you're going to be more stressed out in general because you've got your muscles are full of all sorts of bad stuff that hasn't been cleared away. Cool. And your mind's going to be full of rubbish. What? Yeah. You'll have slower reaction times. You'll be quicker to uh, irritability. You'll have a shorter temper. It's bad times. What do you mean slower reaction times? Um, well, have you not gotten a lot of sleep lately, Dottore? I don't know. What am I? Uh, my mom? No, I'm not. I'm my me. I hope not. My me. Are you working on that? My me, 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 working on me being my own mother? Yes. Well, you know, Andy, I found to be a successful adult and have a healthy psyche, you really must be your own parent. Okay. You must say to yourself, Dottore, are you in the cookie jar again? And then you need to lie to yourself. You see, that's the trick. Do you have your hand in the cookie jar while you're doing this? Uh-huh. Huh. One hand in the cookie jar, the other hand on the knife. If what? I catch you in that cookie jar, I'm going to cut off your thieving hand. <clears throat> because I had a tough upbringing. It was thigh for a thigh. Everyone has two thighs, so that's pretty much the, their natural couplets. Is that why your thighs are different colors, though? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. One of my thighs developed naturally. The other one was ground into a pulp. By what? A by, beast? by a serpentine tail. Three leagues long, Andy. When did you encounter a serpentine tail three leagues long? My father was a meat serpent. Ah. Yes. Oh, I thought I remembered hearing about that. Yes, yeah. and instead of spanking me, he used to crush my entire body until it was dead. And then my mother, who was an educated woman, would attach a series of electrodes to my face and tongue and resurrect me. That's how I know that there's no such thing as a soul. There's just... Electrical charges. Huh. See, that's something I didn't know, so we're learning from each other. What? <clears throat> <clears throat> Meanwhile, Andy, what are dreams? Dreams? Well, that's a good question. That's something that is uh, really not understood. I'll tell you what Sigmund Freud thought. Whom and whom? Sigmund Freud? Yeah. You know him? I bet you can guess what he thought they were. I bet Sigmund Freud, he thought, um... Was he the guy who made Zagnut? He did not make Zagnut. He probably would have been really into Zagnuts, though. And he would have had a few things to say about Zagnuts. No, he was very into um, unconscious repressed desires, usually sexual. So he thinks that dreams are uh, symbolic expressions of frustrated desires. So things that you want throughout the day, but you can't have. You cannot have them. Your brain tells you that at night, you live out those fantasies that you can't live out during the day. So your brain is acting like a holodeck. You know from uh, Scar Trek? Oh, a holodeck. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So if you were walking around and maybe you wanted a, you wanted an orange sherbet mm. during the day. I did the main pronunciation. Look what you made me do. Hey, do you want an orange sherbet? <laughs> Stop it. I'm from oh, my... you sound like one of them. My name is Andy North. Tori, don't do it. I come from mom. I will harpoon you. Are we done? Yeah. Good. All right. What were we talking about? We were talking oh, about so Exactly. So maybe you're walking throughout the day and you want, for example, a hamburger, but you don't get one, but you still want one. Then at night you would dream of eating a hamburger. And that's the repressed sexual desire. Yeah, I think the hamburger would be like... Sex. Andy, come on. What? 
Come on, don't look at me with that scathing eye boil. Eye boils. Okay, so we talked about dreams. Sigmund uh, Stardust thought that dreams are a way to live out your repressed desires. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Probably not. Yeah, because I have nightmares. Right. What are your nightmares about? Um, one time I was dreaming and then I, I walked through a hallway. Okay. It was a long hallway. What's and in the hallway? It was dark. It was a wooden hallway. Uh-oh. And at the end of the hallway, there was a little girl. Oh, no. Yeah. And I walked up to her. Uh-oh. And she said, You will never escape! Uh-huh. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't understand a word you're saying. What did she say? I have a speech impediment! So you had a nightmare where you mocked a little girl with a speech impediment. Yeah. It was scary how mean I was. Sure. But well, I kind of looked up to myself for being so cocky and confident. Did you high-five yourself? Uh-huh. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> On a steel horse I ride. But yes, nightmares are an example of why dreams and wish fulfillment don't necessarily go hand in hand. And also, you may have noticed a lot of times in your dreams you're not doing things that you would want to do during the day. Yeah, like when I dream that I'm falling down. Precisely. And then I wake up and I fall off my bird. Do you actually fall down or do you just wobble? I, I fall. Look. Okay, I know because of my shape, people assume that objects just orbit around me. But there are more dense objects on heaven and earth, Haradio. And so sometimes I am gravitated towards them. Like our mother Earth. Huh. So I wake up and I am trapped like La Luna, the moon, in its orbit. <laughs> you see? I don't. They made a video game about me. It's called Beautiful Katamari. You should look it up. I will. Great. I feel like I'm in it right now. Go get stoned on pot and play the game. Way ahead of you. Really? No. Oh, you've got a, a Jane Boy right in your pocket there. Yep. I wish I had a Jane Boy. You got a Jane Boy and some pot brownies. Whoa. Listen. I've got pocket brownies. Or as they call them in Japan, poke brownies. Did you catch them all? I <laughs> I catch them all, yes. <laughs> no one must have brownies other than Dottore. Oh, that was you that stole all the brownies from Japan? Yep. <laughs> oh, sorry, Japan. But you know what, Andy? We only have one download of Blaster Podcast in Japan. Oh. So I don't think they're gonna find out. Wait a minute, hold them hostage. Hold what hostage? The brownies. I or the am, Japanese. In a matter of speaking. But soon they will be released from their captivity, and they will have banded together. They will have found solidarity, if you know what I'm saying. No. Okay, I'm gonna poop them. <laughs> what is the natural cycle of life, Andy? You just said that you were going to poop on Japan. No wonder you don't have any downloads from there. I did not say that. you That's exactly what you said. I said I was going to extrude the brownies from out of my uh, brown line. Right. You said you were holding them hostage, and then you were going to release them. When you release hostages, you give them back to the place you got them. Right? Oh, that's a good point. I better start saving up, because chipping and handling costs a lot. Great point. Great point average. Anyway. Hey, Mandarina. We talked about why we dreams. That's right. We talked about what even is dreams. Mm -hmm. One thing we didn't talk about, sometimes weird things happen with sleep. Right. Like sleepwalking. Yes, I used to sleepwalk. What? When I was growing up, absolutely. When I was uh, younger than 10, and most, uh, most sleepwalkers are children. Oh, no, they're children at heart. Exactly. End of episode. <laughs> I thought you were going to follow that up. But yes, uh, most people sleepwalk 
if you're going to be a sleepwalker most often it's when you are a child um, before you hit the age of puberty. Why is there a correspondence with that age? I have no idea. But as you get older, it tends to be more associated with, uh, if you sleepwalk when you get older, it tends to be associated with intoxication, yeah. stimulants, things like that. Getting cronked. Yes, exactly. Uh, one of my, when I was in college, someone who was not my roommate, but lived in the same suite as us, came into our room in the middle of the night drunk and sleepwalking and peed on my dirty clothes hamper. Oh! Thinking it was the bathroom. It was like one of those comedy movies. It was, except it wasn't really funny because it was three in the morning and somebody was peeing on my in, clothes. Into your clothes. Yeah. Oh. Did you punish him? No, we high-fived. <laughs> Andy, it's your self-esteem. Your poor self-esteem. I just like the attention. Yeah. Good or bad, no such thing as negative press. That's right. That's what Lindsay Lobrand told us. Look at her now. That poor girl. Yep. Speaking of poor girls, mm -hmm. tell us some more stories about you and sleepwalking. What would you do when you would sleep adventure? Um, well, I would, uh, the first time I remember sleepwalking, I put on my winter coat but nothing else and went downstairs into a party that my parents were hosting. Oh, no! So I was just a little kid walking around bottomless in a winter coat, <laughs> walking through the party. <laughs> And did they wake you up in this state? Uh, yeah, they woke me up and took me back to bed. I, I guess they laughed about it. <laughs> my parents used to laugh about it a lot. Were they like, and wake up, you're naked in front of the world! <laughs> no, they didn't, thank goodness. Because that would have given me some terrible nightmares. Right, I would have tried to, like, wrap something around you and then woke you up. I don't think them. I was, I was like, six years old at this time. You don't oh. need to worry about it. I wasn't, like, threatening... I wasn't sexually you, threatening when I walked into the room. Are you sexually threatening now when yes. you're walking bottomless? Yes. Well, I'm glad your self-esteem has increased since college. <laughs> now Is that a high self-esteem thing to, to say that you're sexually threatening? To describe yourself as a weapon I of think if sex? I, but what I'm saying is I think if I walked into this room bare naked, you would be alarmed. Let me put it that way. Well, I have a bare naked alarm. <laughs> okay, if a bare naked walks in... Alarm goes off. Naked mole rat. Alarm goes off. Uh, any kind of naked juice. You know that naked brand juice? Okay, I'm gonna play a quick game with you because I like games. Please. This is called uh, Kiss, Mary, Kill. And we're gonna play it with... Do I have to do this on you? Yeah. Uh, I've no, fallen not... for this trap in the secret episode. <laughs> not on me. You have to choose from those. So, of the bear and the naked mole rat and the naked juice. Which one would you kiss? Which one would you marry? Uh -huh. Which one would you kill? Uh, kiss the juice because it would. tastes good and it has nutrients. Mm -hmm. Kill the bear. How? I I didn't. This game is not called. You have to describe kiss, how you kill the bear. Devise a method of murder <laughs> that is plausible and marry. It's not a very good plan then. I would kiss the juice. Hang on, you'd marry the naked mole rat? Yes. Why? Well, because I've been dating her for long enough, I might as well make an honest ball right out of her! <laughs> I'm just kidding, Stella. I'm kidding. You are the light of my life. And the after curiosity broke up with me. I just would take whatever drifted along in this skimmer of the pool of romance. It must have been rough, I'm sorry. I was on the rebound, literally and figuratively. Did you have any nightmares during that time? No! Because I was so hopped up on sad drinks. Oh, well that's a good point. If you uh, drink alcohol, it will help you fall asleep faster, but you'll get much worse sleep. 
Huh. You'll wake up more often during the night. You'll go into REM sleep less often, so your sleep will be much worse. And also, once alcohol's been filtered by your liver, it becomes a stimulant. So that's why sometimes if you get really drunk, you'll wake up in the middle of the night, like wide awake, and you won't be able to get back to sleep. That's weird. Because it's like you've just drank like a half a pot of coffee in the middle of the night. I did not know that. Yeah, it's an interesting fact. I should try doing more experiments. Not on me, but on the livers I have here in the lab. Just pouring alcohol over? Mm-hmm. I'll put one in my coffee machine and put the alcohol in and then do the electric dance. How do you know if the livers are awake? Uh, that's hard to tell. Uh, normally, I just uh, draw some little eyes on them. Oh, cute. Yeah. It's called Ilo Kitty. The L is the apostrophe L for liver. Sure. Hello, Andy. Hello, Dottore. So, Andy, you used to sleep wonk. Yep. You don't anymore, though. No. Did you feel a palpable sense of relief when your body started obeying your orders? <laughs> well, it didn't. I mean, it, it went away gradually. I still was a sleepwalk until I was about 12. And then you started sleep crawling. Yes. And then just sleep rocking back and forth like a baby. Mm-hmm. And now you're pretty much sleep fetal. Yep. Just like the riddle of the sphinx. What? The riddle of the sphinx. What's that? That sphinx that you have on the front door, it asked me like four riddles before I came in. I told... I, you know what? I I don't pay my sphinx bill anymore, but that thing keeps going. I thought it was only supposed to be one riddle. Nope. It was really annoying. Yeah. Did you solve it? Yeah, I got them all eventually. One of them was just a math problem. I'm like, this isn't even a riddle. Yeah. It's like... How mm. did you solve that uh, uh, porgy and nut? Oh, I just cut it in half. What? Yeah. You totally oh. No way said you can't. That seems oh, it seems like cheating. Well, it's like, I beat that video game. How'd you beat it? I broke it. Yeah, but I mean, you're not going to play that video game anymore. No. And then this the skinks has to let you in. Absolutely. Ribble of the skinks. Na, 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 ribble of the skinks. Andy! Yep. Is there anything more about sleep that I should know even? Well, okay. There is a chance that you could have a very rare genetic disorder, which only about 40 families in the world at this time. 40 lucky families. 40 lucky families. Will receive 40 golden trinkets. It is a it is a genetic disease that uh, mutates a protein in your body and it makes it possible for you to die from not sleeping. What? Yes. Get out of town, you're lying on me. Oh, normally your body has so many safeguards in place that it will be impossible for you to stay up long enough that you would die from exhaustion. Your, your body would just give out on you, you'd fall asleep anyway. But there's this very rare disorder that uh, sometimes kicks in and at about between the ages of 40 and 50, for most people, and once it is activated, you have about 18 months left to live because you will gradually lose the ability to sleep. But can I just uh, dope myself up by using a horse tranquilizer? No, actually barbiturates make it worse. It'll hasten the process if you try and use sleeping pills or barbiturates. Oh, such a cruel Absolutely. demise. It's a terrible way to die. It happened, uh, one of the most recent cases was in Chicago in 1991. But Chicago is where the pod chamber is! Uh, exactly. Andy? What? I think we're gonna have to increase the screening capabilities on the naked bear and naked mole rat detector. I think you should probably do that anyway. Why? In case a bear comes in in a trench coat? Yeah. A naked bear that has a trench coat on? Wouldn't you want to stop it from before it came in, rather than just have an alarm go off when it comes in? Well, I love animals! Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hello! <laughs> I'm just playing a game with you. Oh, okay. Okay, so how do I not get this protein? Well, um, there are some treatments if you happen to have it, but Thank you. you probably don't. 
because there's, what, about 7 billion people that live on the Earth right now? And there's only about 160 people that have even the capability of having this gene. The mutants. That's right. We must find the mutants and destroy them! Why can't we just leave the poor deers alone? Don't yeah. worry. I've created prototypes of a giant robe nut called a Semptinol. The Semptinol has a scent for a mutant. The M stands for mutant. Uh-huh. And they can go and find them and shoot them with their rays. Okay. Might be a kinder way to go than staying awake until you die. Yeah, it's a killing of mercy. Yeah. Like when I killed all those bees. You killed all the bees? Yeah. You know people are still trying to figure that out. Oh, really? Yeah. You'd think that they would have noticed my trademark uh, calling card on all the bee corpses. What is that? I slash a little D into their thorax. Oh. Yeah, I guess we should have looked for that. Yep. And was that also time-consuming? What? Was it time-consuming to put a little D on every single bee on Earth? Yeah. But you know what? I am a dedicated scientist, and I will put in the time. I believe it. I believe it, too. I believe it. I don't get it. Bees. <laughs> <laughs> I killed so many. <laughs> Andy! Yes? That's enough of sleep. Okay. It's time for an adventure! Hooray! Andy! Hi, Dottori. Hi. In order to fully understand sleep and all of its comforts, we must experience it directly with full scientific albumen! I'm way ahead of you, Dottori, which is why I have drugged your drink. This drink? Yep. I don't believe it. Believe it? Because unbeknownst to you, I slipped a whole lot of prescription sleep pills into your pork soda. How many? Uh, a lot. Like, a lot. Probably too many. Now that you mention it, I am having trouble breathing. Are you feeling sleepy? No! I feel completely... <laughs> I am the prince of drugs! Hey, Balnaz, you want to harvest some kidneys? Always. Dottori, old boy! Dottor Isaiah! Are you alive? Gasp! Where am I? Who are you? Come now, old smoot. Surely you recognize me. Why, who else so elegantly sports a velveteen waistcoat upon his dorsal mound? Who dares to ornament with spats a fin already bedazzled with scales of pinkish opulence? Who but I could succeed in the precarious perchment of a monocle upon a bulbous eye in such a turbulent aqueous emberon? I'm not, no. Well, really, Dottori, I should be hurt. But tis none other than I, Sam Minman, fishy gadabout and celebrated columnist of the National Dream World Digest. Sam... Minman. Sam Minman. Sam Minman? That is not my name. But you look like a salmon in a hat. And waistcoat, and monocle, and spats. I'm a gentleman, sir. You're a fish. Dottori. We are now floating in a rowboat atop the Sea of Dreams. In this realm, a fish may transform into a man just as readily as a man transforming into another man with identical features, but the new one is wearing spectacles, do you see? You're a fish. You're dreaming, you boob. By the seven heavens, I shall knock you about the mazard. Oh, Pescus, deliver me from idiocy. Now, I was going to help you trip the night fantastic within Dreamland, Dottori, but I find you confounding in the extreme. Good day, sir. Wait! How, how 
am I supposed to get home? Tatori! Tatori, wake up! It's me! It's me, Andy, your guest from episode 8! Andy! Andy North! The Prince of Drugs? That's right! Where am I? You're in the hospital, buddy. Things were pretty touch and go there for a while. What happened? Well, <laughs> Balnaz and I thought it would be funny to drug you and then harvest your kidneys. That is pretty funny. <laughs> right? <laughs> but it turns out that you had a bad reaction to the sleeping pills I gave you. And also, without your kidneys, you went into renal failure. So you rushed me to the hospital and put my kidneys back in. No. Well, Balnaz and I, we used the kidney money to take a trip to Ibiza. But then we started to feel like, okay. Yeah. We couldn't enjoy ourselves. Because we were feeling guilty about the whole leaving you unconscious in a tub of ice thing, and so we joined Greenpeace. I helped dig wells in Nairobi for thirsty orphans. But then you got back and rushed me to the hospital? Yes, pretty much. Um, but first, before I did that, I caught the eye of and had a comically tumultuous courtship with a local flower shop girl. We had our share of twists and turns along the way. <laughs> and then they made our story into an indie movie. And I was played by... Um, what was that kid from Arrested Development? Hugo Weaver? No. Michael Sarah. Hugo Weaving played uh the Oh Grand in Jurassic Park. Yeah. But but then then Well, the movie did really decent at Sundance, and then it was really hard to secure distribution rights in the US. No, what about me? Take me to the hospital! Oh, right, 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 right. So we came back, uh, after my book tour wrapped up. Book tour? We, yep. I, well, I thought that everybody in the world deserved to hear our story. Even people that don't appreciate cinema, like, Sundance. Yeah, the, like the Amish. Or Luddites. Or warthogs. Okay, okay. That is a misconception, and I'm actually really hurt uh, that you would even stereotype warthogs like that. Oh, come on. Don't trivialize it. Don't. But it, it's a good stereotype. You know, like Eskimos are good at fishing, or the Irish love lightning bugs. Detroit, right. thinking like that is building walls between communities. We are all people here. We're all people on this crazy spaceship we call Earth. Well, at least we're still on the Earth. No. Nope. Yes, actually, while you were sleeping, the Earth was destroyed. <gasps> we are on a starship called Earth right now. What? Yeah. How long have I been unconscious? Well, let's see. What, what year is it? 2013. Mmm. Well, then about 53 years. What? Yep. Okay, now I'm no math, but that doesn't add up. That's true. Because, and not many people know this, you can't do math in a dream. What? Are you saying this is all a dream? I'm not in the hospital? The earth wasn't destroyed? And didn't you take my kidneys? That's right. Except for the kidneys. That actually happened. Uh, well, we're going to take them right now while you're unconscious. Do you feel that? Ow! And that's Balnaz accidentally puncturing your appendix. That's okay, I have another. You sure do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Dottori, it's been a hoot, but it's just about time for you to regain consciousness. And don't worry, I'm sure the real world Andy will call an ambulance to pick you up right away. He's so thoughtful. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Balnaz, be careful where you put those explosives. What? Peace out! and harrowing experience of a sleep adventure. Mm, but it was fun, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of pain and all the physical rehab I had to do to learn how to live without a kidney. Mm-hmm. But, but I did it. Now you're stronger. I am stronger than yesterday. This is what that Kelly Clarkson song was about. Kelly Clarknut? Yep. I love her. She can win my American eyeball. <laughs> Andy! Yep. We've had a great time. Yes, we have. But it's time to ground this podcast in the real world. Because okay. now is 
Time for plugs! It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs, not drugs, but plugs! Give me a hug! Ah, don't! Sorry. Don't you hug me! You said... Okay. I have sparse issues. Sparse. Spa issues. Sparse. I have sauna issues. Really? I don't like to go in there. Which one's the hot one? Like seven inches from the midday sun. Meet more, meet more. I hear you whispering the words, melt everyone, but you stay so cool. Ladies and gentlemen, Karnak Saintana. Together with Rob Thomas. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Rob Thomas. MD. Yep. It's time for plugs. That's right. Ooh, what are your plugs? Well, this weekend we are starting a new series of our game show called the Planetary Defense Force. Uh, we're going to be performing every Saturday uh, at 6 p.m. at the Playground Theater in Chicago, uh, which is at 3209 North Halstead Street. And you can find details about the show at the-playground.com or at facebook.com slash planetary defense force. All one word. And are you are sell tickets for the show? We are sell tickets for the show. They're only $5. What? You just buy them at the door. I cannot believe I can go see a live show for a mere $5. I know, right? What a deal and a bargain. Do you know what the Blue Man Group charges? No. You have to give them like one of your fingers. Really? Yeah, you can only see the show ten times. That's where they get all those fingers for the... Okay, spoilers, the grand finale of the Blue Mint Group. They drop all these fingers on you. It's totally worth it, though. It's really cool. It's a really fun moment, and everyone like throws them at each other, and they play techno music. Uh -huh. It's a lot of fun. It's like a rave. It's like a rave if everybody is old and rich. Did you ever go to a rave? To uh, of course, Andy. I'm a bit older than you. I'm I know. Well, that's, I guess, what I'm wondering. I'm a grown man. I've been to a rave. I wore my kickwear parachute pants. With giant cargo pockets. Did you ever have a pacifier in your mouth? I never did have a pacifier in my mouth. I never did drugs at the raves. What, what did you do with the raves? I then? scientifically explored a cultural phenomenon. You picked up women? No. Sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> They're so heavy, Andy! <laughs> oh. So, okay, that is your plugs. Uh, Planetary Defense Force. And I understand if I go to see the show... Yes. One day... The next week, it's not going to be the same show anymore. No, it's a different show each week. We treat it like a TV series, so the events of one week uh, will lead into what happens the next week. That's each... a lot like the Blaster Podcast. Exactly. So but each episode stands on its own, so don't feel like if you come That's a lot week... like the Blaster Podcast. Right. Yeah, it is a lot like the Blaster Podcast, I guess. Yeah, so if you like Blaster Podcast, see what I'm doing? Go see oh. Planetary Defense Force. I've got it. Thank you. Give it back to me. Okay, Dottore, what do you have coming up? Okay! Hey, Internet! It's time for Dottore's Plugs. As you know, I, Dottore Bellordo, man of science, have an idiot roommate named Mark Soloff who does voice stuff and writing stuff for the sci-fi post-apocalyptic series for the Internet, Our Fair City. We are rolling out uh, the end of season three right now, so listen for the amazing finale. Uh, and you can find that on iTunes. Just look up Our Fair City or go to OurFairCity.com. Let's see, what other plus- Whoa! 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 Andy! Ah! Andy! Look out! This just in! I am now receiving through my headphones that a war is happening. If this old-timey ticker tape printout is correct, all the nations of the world, except for the United Snakes, have declared an international battle of the brown loads! Yes, Andy. 
Much like the premise behind Pokemune, our international audience is now engaged in a no-holds-barred contest to see which nation can collect the most downloads of Blastro Podcast! Oh. Jiminy's glorious ghost! January's numbers, yes, they are coming in, and... <gasps> Thank you, Canada! You are winning the International War of the Brownloads! Canada, as of today, officially has the most downloaded episodes of Blastro Podcast. Congratulations, Canada. Well Good done, work. Canada. We knew you had it in you. Coming in at second is Slovenia and Australia, like a dark horse, has muscled past the Philippines to claim third place. Well done, nations other than the U.S. Who will hold the title in the next episode of Blaster Podcast as the War of Brownloads continues? I don't know. That's up to you guys. Mahanga! Mahanga! Oh, Andy, I have some other plugs. Sure. Okay. Those of you out there on the internet, if you would like to interact with I, Detore, Man of Science, you can find me on Twitter at AskDetore. Or I can interact with you one-sidedly if you'd like to leave me a comment on iTunes. I sure would appreciate it. Go ahead, log into your iTunes account, check out Blaster Podcast, and leave a comment. Let other listeners know what they're in for. Or leave me a suggestion like, hey, Detore, I can't see any pictures when I do your podcast. What's wrong with my screen? Hey, Detore, what? I, I can smell your podcast through my iTunes. Is that normal? Yes, it's working. Because my podcast can induce a stroke in the brain. I wouldn't put that in the reviews, probably. Oh. Uh, n- never mind. Don't put that in the review. But please, leave me a review. Because I'm hungry for your thoughts. Also, if you want to rate, rate Blaster Podcast on iTunes, you can go ahead and give me five stars. That's the only rating that matters. Uh, and if you would like to hear future episodes of Blaster Podcast, Please just click subscribe so you can automatically brownload them and don't have to do it one by one. Brownload. What are you laughing? That's the word, right? No, it's not. What's the word? It's download with a D. Download? D for Detore. <laughs> yeah! I carve it into the carcass of a bee. <laughs> Beware! The mark! Of B Torre! So, do you, buzz, buzz. If you're doing other crimes, do you leave a dead bee carcass behind with a D on it? It's no crime to kill a bee, Andy. On such a grand scale, though, it has to be. Oh, yeah. I guess it is kind of a bee genocide. <laughs> a a bee genocide! A bee genocide! Ha, 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 ha! Bee genocide! Bee genocide! <laughs> the Bee Gees. Ugh. Good night, Andy. Good night, Detore.